When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is going on, people? You are locked into the Miles Bukowski podcast. It's your boy Miles here with you for another week. And uh, yeah, man, I hope you lot have, have been really, really good. Staying healthy, staying blessed. Thank you to everyone who enjoyed the CK interview that went out earlier on this week. And yeah, we got to say, yeah, it's just nice that we're getting towards the end of the year now. It's Christmas season. It's slowly approaching. I had my first... And this is, I'm going to sound so gluttonous right now, you know. I can't even... <laughs> I'm going to sound so gluttonous. I had my first... All right, let me, let me, let me break some backstory context down. All right, so every year... Yeah, I, I'm not right. Let me, yeah, let me, let me make myself seem ungluttonous so that it makes it, it justifies why I'm about to say what I'm about to say, yeah? So I'm not really a big McDonald's eater. And if you guys have listened to the show for a very, very long time, you would have known that even to this day, I've never had a Big Mac or like a McDonald's burger that is not a McChicken sandwich or a fillet of fish. I've never had a beef burger from McDonald's, whether that be a Big Mac, whether that be a hamburger, whether that be a cheeseburger, which I don't even know what the difference is to me. This is the cheeseburger, just a hamburger with cheese. That's why I'm not, I've had about four beef burgers in my life. And I can honestly admit that I'm not even, I'm not even joking. I'm telling the truth, right? So. For me, I like when, and for, like, yeah, in general, I had this issue a couple years ago, right? I had to get a crown on one of my teeth because I cracked it on, I'm definitely sure I cracked it on some popcorn. So, you know, always make sure you, for your bite, you check the kernels, you know what I'm saying? Like, make sure you're not biting directly into the kernel. So, ever since that summer, I used to bang, like, chicken legend, bear. Like, I used to be my, my thing, you know what I'm saying? That was the, the go-to plug for me, chicken legend, chicken selects on the side isn't it even after an even after a night out or anything like that before covid like i would be there chicken selects and chicken legend especially the, the spicy mayo one you know what i mean or the barbecue one but sometimes they over lettuce the lettuce anyway there's a point to this story so obviously as you can see oh after i had the crown i kind of got to the point where like i would associate because if anyone's ever had like like a permanent tooth in or like a permanent accessory to a tooth they fall out very easy and it was the most awkward thing every time i bite into my um chicken legend i'm sorry if you're eating it every time i eat my chicken legend i'd see like the tooth would kind of like come loose like the crown bit because obviously i had my tooth there but it was just like a thing that was on top of it to keep it before i got the crown and it come loose and then i'd, I'd see like chewed up chicken legend inside the crown i'm sorry guys if you're eating it and they'll be like Ugh. so now even two years on 
since like I think it was like July 2019 when I got that. I haven't eaten a chicken legend since. I can't. I've, I tried chicken selects, but they don't even hit no more. So for me, I can't. Anyway, so the reason why is all I've said is for the last two years is the only things I can eat from the McDonald's menu is a chicken. No, no yeah, a fillet of fish, the chips, the drink, and the McFlurry. And you can't eat a drink. You know what I'm saying? So you can just drink a drink. So they're the only things I get off the menus. When I go to McDonald's, everyone knows Miles fillet of fish. Do you know what I mean? Cheeseburger, hamburger. I tried to make chicken sandwich the other day. I was like, bro, what is this? You know what I'm saying? Anyway, so my this is why I said that I have to get the whole backstory out so that it made me just seem like I'm just out here fiending for McDonald's. But every single year around Easter time, they do cream egg McFlurry, yeah? That's my go-to McFlurry when it comes up. The sounds so bad. I can't even lie. I don't even know why I'm sharing this story. Right now, you know, like, bro, I think you play the music. You're wasting my time. And then after that, Christmas time, they haven't released festive pie. <laughs> they haven't released festive pie in like two years, is it? Like they did, I don't think they did it last year. So I was with my mate. We we're going through drive-through, yeah, because we had, I got some food and we're like, oh, I can do a McFlurry. Yeah, I mean, ice cream machine didn't work. L. And then I saw, oh, they got festive pie. And then just you know, that's that's what I'm saying. It just sounds so bad. So I literally bowled through, tried the festive pie. It was all right. It was okay, but it was at like 11.30 at night. So it's kind of late for they close at 12. So you know, they're just trying to get the stuff out and keep it moving. But listen, festive season is here and I'm not just defining it because I got a festive pie, but we are slowly winding it. You know what I mean? If you're in America, you would have already had, by the time this broadcast comes up, you would have already had Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving or happy belated Thanksgiving. Black Friday would have come around as well. I'm not even trying to buy anything this year. I like, this time last year, everyone was trying to get the PS5. I got mine. I'm relaxing. I ain't trying to buy nine. I was thinking about buying FIFA, but that game has caused me too much stress over the years for me to even think about buying that right now, regardless if it's 30 pounds or not. You know, them ones there. Like, I literally cannot, cannot do that at all. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, enough of that. Let's move on. Basically, let's talk about this white yardy conversation, man. So, Unapologetic Show and... Um, it's on Channel 4. I haven't watched the show personally yet. I didn't even know it was a thing, to be fair. I don't even watch TV like that. But, I mean, shout out to ZZ Mill, shout out to Yinka um, for doing the show. And they had White Yardy on there. Now, White Yardy is somebody who, I, I actually, I appreciate his stuff. Like, his little skits he does on YouTube and probably on TikTok as well. Like, they are funny. Like, when he's talking about people that can't season their food or terrible cooks or someone moving shambolic or something. Like, I, I like those types of videos, do you know what I mean? Because I do the same thing, not like creating the videos. I just do them in silence. But I do appreciate all of that. And there was a video that he watched, he did the other day where it's like a little boy who was like, maybe like nine, like seasoning his chicken, got the, the pasta, he made like a little macaroni and cheese. And he was, he was saying, listen, Tell me where you live. I'll send you a whole bunch of seasons. Yeah, you know I mean, and stuff like that. So that's, that was like, you know, nice to see. Do you know what I'm saying? So like, a lot of people have been in the past, not so much now, to an extent, skeptical of White Yardy because one, he's white, and two, he's speaking in patois all the time, Jamaican dialect, basically. Like, do you know what I mean? Caribbean dialect because other countries speak patois, but he's from Jamaica. So. He was on the show talking to, I don't know who the other guy was, right? And I should have done the research before, but like he, they basically were like saying like, the guy, I'll play with them, actually not. I'll give you some context, I'll play you the clip so you have it for yourself. But the guy was basically, they were talking about like, is White Yardy actually Jamaican or does he feel like he's a part of black culture, etc., etc. And the way they were speaking to him, yeah, it was jarring me out, bare. Now he put this as a clip on his actual YouTube channel. 
but it's caused a bigger the stir afterwards. So we're gonna talk about that. But for context for you guys, I'm gonna run the clip right now. And then after that, then you'll be able to hear what was said. Do you believe that you are uh, part of black culture? I be believe I'm a part of the Jamaican culture. Okay. What's the difference to you? Mm. The difference to me is that what is the black culture, you cannot just define black culture as black culture because it, 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 it varies. I relate with the Jamaican culture because it's a culture that I grew up in. You know, we have black British culture, so that's a different thing. But to me, black British culture is a merge of like Jamaican, Caribbean and, and Africa and England together. Mm. That, that, that makes the black British culture. That's what I would say. Mm. But I cannot define in one sentence to say, this is black culture, because it's Can scary. I ask a quick question? Of course. Um, when did you decide that you were Jamaican? Was it when you came back over here? Was it when someone asked you, like, was there an experience where you just felt, I identify as a Jamaican man? Let me explain to you, yeah? And I don't know if I've ever said this on an interview anywhere yet, but my mother, before me, she um, had a miscarriage. So when she was pregnant with me, she could have gave birth to me in Jamaica. Right. But where we lived, the hospitals weren't great. So obviously she has that opportunity to leave. Once she had me and did the checks, three months on a plane back to Jamaica. So from there until what I know has been that. So I, it's not like I wake up one day and say, oh, five-year-old, I want to be Jamaican. <laughs> oh, 10-year-old, I think I'm Jamaican. 12-year-old, okay, cool. I'm definitely Jamaican. Yeah. It's just what's inside, you understand what I mean, brother? To call yourself a Jamaican, that's, that's interesting. Um, because you said that you weren't born there. But I guess if the community to which you kind of were raised in, which is Jamaica, obviously, if they've embraced you, the large swaths of them and stuff, and if you've got citizenship, I don't know if you have, but yeah, from where I come... Uh, Harry, there, do you have a Jamaican passport? Yes, I do. So, oh. so this is... That's, I, I find it interesting as well, because how do you decide? Why are you, I'm from Jamaica. My parents... Well, my grandparents are from Jamaica. Yeah. My dad's born there. My mum was born here. You probably would know more about Jamaica than me, just because I'm black now. No one, if I said I'm Jamaican, no one's going to question me. It is, yeah, you're just yeah, Jamaican. Exactly. But you probably know how to cook yard food. You know how to do all That's of that better than me. So then who, um, who are we to tell him, actually, no, you're not Jamaican, just because he the, is, the, he's white? Is, is, is I went to school in Jamaica. So when people, are, um, when, when people here are talking about, oh, you, can't, you cannot represent the culture, you're not from Jamaica, you're not this, like that, you know nothing about the black culture. And I'm like, you were born here, you were raised here, you went to school here. That means if you went to school for like, how, how, what's it, what, how long do you go to school when you're here? Like what? Too long. Like, so how many years? Just say like 12 years. Well, or yeah, yeah, about that, like, yeah, yeah. So 14 years. Realistically, they only taught you, what, 14 months of black history. My whole schooling was black history. So I learned everything about the culture. So we, 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 when I'm in school, we don't have a month to say this is, white um, history month because we have to accept that white yard. I don't care about that. I'm there to learn and I'm, this, I'm not there to learn. I'm just going with what I know is life. Would you say that uh, someone like white yardie is culture appropriating? No, not at all. I think that, you know, not, not least because he actually has some connection to many of these um, parts of the world, but he clearly doesn't have intentions to denigrate, to humiliate, or to um, make a particular culture inferior in the eyes of the majority of society. He's clearly doing it uh, from a sense of appreciation and a sense of sharing love, and I think that that is something that is positive. But White Yardie, Harry, yeah. thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. It's been a pleasure, and I think that you've been a very valued member of this panel. 
So like this whole situation just rattled me up differently. Honestly, I was so rattled by this because it's like, firstly, a lot of people do get the whole thing confused. Like, you know, they do get a lot of racial, like a race or skin color and culture and heritage mixed up. So the whole thing is, I mean, again, something about 40 now, 40, 50, 60 years ago, right? You get people who might come out and say, oh, you can't be British or English, I should say English, because you're black. Go back to where you came from. Some, I'm not even gonna lie, some of them bars, some of the people still use them bars now, you know what I'm saying? Like, but, and that's why a lot of people from like ethnic minority backgrounds called themselves British, because it's like, yeah, we're from here, but we ain't, you know what I'm saying? Because of the messages and the sentiments that get shared. Now, why I liked what White Yardy said is, he didn't say he's part of black culture. He said he's part of Jamaican culture and he's lived there for the majority of his life and he grew up there and like he said he went to school there he learned things more so than a lot of the dons who are like caribbean like british british caribbean i should say who like of caribbean backgrounds but lived in the uk all their life do you know what i mean and it's one of them situations where like when like, when the guy said oh like so when, when did you decide that you're jamaican it's like you're you already sound like a condescending fool as it is yeah but on top of that it's like what are you trying to preserve here? Because I'm not gonna lie, if I saw, I don't know White Yardy personally, innit? Like, I'm defending a man I don't know, innit? But if I was to look at it and be like, yeah, you're using this, you're clout chasing, basically. Like, obviously, I understand that some people are gonna be skeptical of like white people's intentions, right? Especially like woke black people. Like, they're gonna be very skeptical. And at the same time, I understand why, because of the history of so many things in the world, innit? In the past. So, that, don't get me wrong, I can see the point, but. When it comes to culture and race, they are very different. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, because everyone associates Jamaica as being synonymous with black people, innit? So when you see this white nun appear out of nowhere and start talking, people are gonna be like, oh, what the, what, what's going on? What's, you know what I mean? Like, that is not how you do, that's not how things run. Honestly, that is not how things run. Like, he is as part of Jamaican culture as anyone else's because he grew up there do you know what i mean his family obviously his family are english but they moved there but that's like everybody do you know what i mean because that would be like a situation where people start to question like oh yeah well you know if your parents came from here then are you even this do you know what i mean and then some people be like well yeah i'm i'm from i don't know i'm african or whatever or i'm caribbean and it's like yeah but you're also from here you grew up here like, do you know what i mean like if you like when you meet and this is the thing for me obviously I, obviously a couple months ago you guys know i went to my first like proper Nigerian wedding and I was surrounded by Nigerians from Nigeria. Now I'm not one of them people that claim like I people ask me where I'm from. I'm from like many different countries, isn't it? Like I'm one of them like people that I just I'm a melting pot myself personally. But the difference is I was very aware of how my Nigerian friends who are like all out because I'm part Nigerian but obviously like all out Nigerian right how they act or the Niger actually no, let me rephrase it how the nigerians from nigeria act compared to the nigerians who are growing up in britain very very different and that's the thing it's like yeah you you have you run you walk different lives you walk different experiences and stuff like that so when i saw that yeah and i saw like the way they were trying to like proper be out here trying to do the most on white yardy i was like yeah like this is a bit fishy and i'm, I'm not really rating it like at the end of the day you can be white asian black and from a country that you're not so it's not synonymous with that do you know what i mean like you can be actively like a black japanese person if you wanted to be do you know what i mean you could easily be that and know what could someone say to you look at like rui hachimura i play i think he plays for the washington wizards in basketball yeah he's half 
um, what's his name? Half Japanese. I think he's like the other side's from Benin in Africa. I think he's in West Africa, yeah? Like, he grew up in Japan. So how are you telling me he's not Jamaican because he's black? You know what I'm saying? Even though he's like, he's one side different because he's half. If someone grew up there, like, actually, no. Let me, use, let me not use that example because there's no point using that example. Let me use 21 Savage, yeah? I'm not even gonna lie to you. Till that whole scandal, no one knew that that girl was from Newham, you know, apart from maybe a few people who might have known his family personally and known that they kept it moving, like when he was like eight or nine. Do you know what I mean? He spent majority of his childhood years, if not half of them, but majority of his life in America. He's part of American culture. I, if he jumped on a UK song right now, everyone would be gassed, but he's not, he's British by, by like heritage, but he's American by culture. Do you know what I'm saying? So that's why I look at why Yardi. I look at him, look, he's, he's British or English by culture. No, by heritage, he's Jamaican by culture. Man's got a Jamaican passport. Now, anyone can get a Jamaican, well, no, no, sorry, let me phrase that. You can get citizenships, that's what I was gonna say. You can get citizenships for like by paying for certain things. Like I believe it's like one of the, some of these European countries, you pay like 200,000 euro and you basically become a citizen there. So you can get yourself a passport for 200,000 euro. The difference, I don't know if Jamaica does that, but I'm not saying White Yardie's done that either. I'm just saying that people can buy citizenship, but if he didn't do that, so from what I know. So yeah, sometimes I feel like people are skeptical about people's intentions, but they take the energy to the wrong place. And I definitely feel like that was done with uh, with White Yardie on the Unapologetic Show. Good conversation to have, but I just feel like the people they had there had their own... I, I don't really like when people walk into an argument with their own agenda and like they hear what they don't hear what you're saying they're just they're just there and then automatically they say something like so when did you just you know what i mean that, that them type of things there they get they they're, they're annoying they're jarring because it's like bro like why like what's going on do you know what i'm saying like why can't you just have a proper conversation and the thing is the other guy i don't even know his name he might walk away and say white yardy is not jamaican but it's like not like as i like i said i've stressed this point enough like you could be from a country and uh, you don't have to be what the majority of the population is. Look at it this way, yeah? Like, if we're going on grounds of like, where people are born, because obviously some people say different things, isn't it? Right, if you're going on the grounds of where someone's born, I was born in England, didn't it? I was born in West London, so I'm English, right? Yeah, cool, but I've got heritage from many different places. Even the part of the heritage that is from the UK, like, like, like literally background and culture and all that, yeah? from Wales bro so you know what I'm saying obviously everyone looked at my name and said Mark you're Scottish I'm but partly as well you know I can't even lie I'm partly as well but it's like Wales has got a bigger portion in there so it's just one of them situations where it's like yeah man it is what it, is, it literally it is what it is and that's it and even the thing is final point on this because I want to move on I want to kind of keep it moving as well it's like I remember when I went to the Nigerian wedding one of the olders who again from Nigeria came through basically said oh like where am i from or what's my surname in it because obviously people know things by surname so i told him my surname of course mikulski bro that mean nothing to him you know what i'm saying he's like what i said mikulski said is that polish i'm like no you know what i'm saying like it's actually not but the thing is some polish people have come up to me in the past and said am i part polish and i'm like bro no and that's the thing i was ignorant at the time i was like bro no like i'm black why would i be from poland you know what i'm saying and that's dumb that's such a dumb thing to say because you can be especially in this day and age black and from poland do you know what i'm saying like i could easily be half polish if i wanted to be i mean not obviously i can't be right now i can't just change my genetic makeup but who's to say i wasn't born in poland and i moved here when i was like one you know what i'm saying like you, 
it's just in your mind you think poland you think white people or you think poles you know what i'm saying naturally but there are going to be other people that are from there that are not what you're what you're you know synonymous with so anyway he was like oh um oh, okay where are you from i told him blah blah then he said where's my dad from i told him ghana and I just said gone. I was like, I ain't gonna. I'm dealing with someone who's not, who's in a very monolithic, and I don't even know if that's the right word, but like one-minded mindset. That's what I'm trying to say, yeah. So like, he was like, oh, where's your dad? I said gone. He's like, oh, so you're gone in. And I'm like, all right. I was like, in my mind, I'm thinking, I can be whatever you want me to be. I don't care in it. I really don't. I'm not interested. So stuff like that. Yeah, man. People moving mad. Like unapologetic show. It seemed like a decent conversation, but. Yeah, after that, it just got very, very techy. After this whole episode of Unapologetic went out, we then saw backlash because Dane Baptiste was a comedian who was actually sitting on the panel um, in this. But in the clip that White Yardy showed, Dane Baptiste didn't say anything regarding it. It was literally White Yardy, Yinka, ZZ Mills, and this other guy talking back and forth, right? Dane Baptiste was just there. I even, to be honest, until this other part which I'm about to explain happened, I didn't even realize he was there, I'm, honestly. And I'm not saying that as a disrespect to him, don't know the guy, but I'm just saying he wasn't talking in the conversation. So you'd be none the wiser to even realize he was there. So anyway, Dane Baptiste started, started going at like White Yardy and saying like, but there were some tweets that came out and like some screenshots and stuff like that where basically, like uh, Dane Baptiste said to White Yardy, SYM, think about what SYM means. And then after that, what's it called? White Yardy went, I oh, swear on, yeah, SYM, yeah. And then after that, yeah, then he, Dane Baptiste said, yeah, SY, anyway, basically SYM, but he basically said White Mom instead, right? And then it became this whole thing and people were going crazy on it. Azizi Mills came out and said stuff. And then Dane Baptiste came out with a video and basically said that exchange on Twitter or the DMs was from six months ago when there was like, I think an incident in St. Vincent that come out and um, basically he, like White Yardy was calling out like people like saying like, oh, why are they not helping like donate anything and stuff like that. And Dane Baptiste's name is one of the people that got called. Proceeded to show the video where White Yardy did do that. And then they got into DMs and stuff like that. And then Dane was like, yeah, on the day of an apologetic, you were just in your room. Like you weren't trying to come out or you weren't on nothing, blah, 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 blah. And he was saying the reason why I said SY white mom, like is because I walk, walk a different life than like as a black Caribbean man, than as, you know, as White Yardy does as a white, blah, 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 blah. So, the whole situation just became a bit of a mess afterwards and it's just i get it. there's there's always going to be little beefs and stuff like that and he dame baptiste basically came out and said i don't want to take no partake in no more drama or anything with this because it's not i don't want to do that in the comedy like comedy industry and stuff like that i'm paraphrasing basically what he said isn't it and it's just like bro like this whole situation is a mess don't get me wrong people can have issues with people in it people could actively dislike people that's fine i'm like Honestly, in this radio industry that we work in or that I work in, there's bare people I don't like in it. Like, honestly, there's bare people I don't like, but I keep it quiet. I don't say nothing. Because there's people that have actively came out, even before, back in my day, back especially a couple years ago, I don't know about now, I even got told, not well, this is not whilst I was a wizard, innit? Right? I got told by a station manager, oh yeah, like someone has been slagging you off on Twitter. And I'm like, bro, why? You know what I'm saying? Like, literally, like, why? 
why are you slagging me off on Twitter? I don't even do it. Honestly, I'm not even doing anything. Like, I'm, I'm a person that keeps myself to myself. And a lot of the time, sometimes in radio industries and stuff like that, I know I'm making this about me and I'm not making it about White Yardy right now, but I'll bring it back in a minute. But like, I'm one of the people that keep myself to myself. So like, if someone texts me and says, oh yeah, how was that interview? Or how did you get this? I'm not here for that. I'm not here for that. How was the interview? Fine. It was cool. Watch the interview and you can find out for yourself. And that's the thing, people don't like that. Because if people want to be friend, 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 but stab people in the back, because what they do is they store ammunition on you and then they're ready to fire off when they want to expose you. And I don't do that. And I'm not saying I have anything that I, you know, I have, which is exposable, because I'm very much just a standard dude. How I talk to you guys and girls and everyone is hard. I'm just, that's who I am in it. I'm not trying to be someone I'm not. It's as simple as that. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here. Do you know what I'm saying? So, or you'd be able to tell. You know, you can just read from people like, you're bare fake, you know, I like, keep it moving. I don't want to be around you. And that's the type of person I am. If I sense that and I can see it, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to chat to you, you know. Nerves, I get. Do you know what I mean? I always give people first and I give people a second chance as well. But after a while, if I'm seeing you leeching or you're trying too hard, get out of my face. I don't want to be here for that. But with this whole situation, like, I just feel like it got taken away. This aftermath was just became something that I didn't need to be. Like exposing, obviously the tweets that came out, I don't think Dane or White Yardy actually leaked those tweets from what I remember, but it's just long. It's just long. And I hope they, they, they can reconcile it or if not, stay in each other's space, uh, stay out of each other's spaces and lanes. Do you know what I mean? Don't get booked for the same shows, but hopefully it doesn't affect the bread for each one. Or they sit down as Caribbean men and have it out as a conversation. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like that's the best thing that can get done because otherwise it's just going to be a bit long and... Yeah, man. So right now, in 2021, 2022, I'm I'm on a healing wave right now. I'm saying I'm on a wave that I want to see everyone do well. But this is what happens when you live on Twitter, boy. Twitter is a toxic place. Still, the next thing I want to talk about as well is, of course, the tragic, tragic passing of Young Dolph. Like that was such sad news that came out this week. I was like, I was actually really shocked when I saw that. Was, it was weird. Like I'm not gonna be out here and stunting and say like. Young Dolph was my favorite artist. He wasn't like Key Glock. I actually like Key Glock. Young Dolph and Key Glock, when they, they, them two on their on their wave together, like Rain, Rain, and all them songs there, they're really good. I really enjoyed those. But it kind of brought up questions about you know if you're successful and you live in the hood and you've got like ops, yeah, do you move out? Because obviously some people just don't have ops like that because they might not be from the street. They might just live in a dangerous area. But if you've got good money do you still move out of that area that you're from? And it, it that's what could basically, like, with Young Dolph, he was shot at, like, a, bit, a cookie store, right? People pulled up, exchange, altercation, he was shot, passed away last week, right? So people are like, do you move out of the place that you're from? Because, you know, like, because that's a thing to do. And obviously, for safety purposes, less people are going to be around you, etc., etc. And the thing is, for the most part, for the most most part, it makes sense to do that. It does actually make a lot of sense to kind of move and separate your, um, yourself away from everything and um, live in a different space and environment. If you're from inner city, move to the suburbs, or even move to a, a suburbs in a city over from where you are. But at the same time, it's like people always say this stuff and it's like yeah you can love and give back to your community but people still will you know find you in that sense you know what i mean if you're posting on like for example i don't think i don't think drake has ops like that you know what i mean drake is not about I, i'm not saying drake's not about that life i'm just saying drake is 
different. But when Kanye posted that address, even though Kanye said that address was already out, people could have put, if people really wanted were on smoke like that, people could have pulled up to that location if they really wanted to. Do you know what I mean? But they didn't because he ain't got ops like that. But even looking at the pop smoke situation of 2020, like he was shot in LA and killed in LA. He's from New York. That's therefore that's actually bare far away. That's nowhere near each other. Do you know what I mean? It's on the other side of America, east to west coast. Yeah, east to west coast. So people find your address if you got ops people know people put a few calls in they're gonna come for you do you know what i'm saying so it's just a shame because like i think about like obviously what young Dolph was doing he was really giving back to the memphis community and stuff like that in general and then obviously for that to happen it's like it's left a real downer and the thing is it's like for people who liked hip-hop and appreciated hip-hop or like memphis the memphis sound it's gonna hit more than like a general thing like a pop smoke because pop smoke was a big commercial artist as much as he was a new york drill artist do you know what i mean because drill is it, i feel like drill's dying a little bit but that's another topic for another day but like it was he was the popping person for the sound at the time everyone was looking at pop smoke do you know what i'm saying so that is the that's the difference but with young Dolph, like obviously i, I hope they find the people that did it and uh yeah he gets he gets some justice and stuff like that but i don't know how you guys feel about moving out from the hoods that you're from like do you feel like that's the safest place to be i personally don't i always feel like it's probably good to move out like you know what i mean if you lived in i'm just gonna use london for example piccadilly circus obviously if piccadilly circus was the ghetto and not with a massive like signs and stuff but that was the ends proper ends and that i'm moving to like suburban or i'm moving to like i don't know essex or i'm moving to like surrey or i'm moving to kent I mean, I'm moving out enough that I'm away from everything. Do you know what I mean? But what do you guys think? Let me let me know. But our final topic of the day is going to be all to do with Sophia Eurista. Now, you might have never heard of her in your life. And uh, I'd never heard of her until this week or last week, I should say, because it was all about this. She was doing a show. And uh, let me tell you exactly where she was doing the show. I've got her tour right in front of me right now, as well, you know. So she was at the Rockville Metal Festival in Daytona. I can't remember where Daytona is in America, but Daytona is where it was, isn't it? Right? And she basically was on stage doing her thing, as you do. And I understand, sometimes tactical toilet breaks are needed, isn't it? You know, there was there. But if you're in the middle of a set, yeah, you can't go to the toilet. You can't say, guys, 15 minutes, I'll be back. You know what I mean? Just in case the toilet's bare far. So she said she needs to go to the toilet and she said, does anyone want to get, you know, peed on? You know what I'm saying? And uh, one guy obliged humbly, which is mad, you know what I mean? And uh, she proceeded to, you know, on him, you know what I'm saying? Like sound effects and that, come on. But uh, and it looked like a lot of water to be fair, it wasn't water, but you know what I'm saying? Like it, it was a lot. So people were going crazy saying, yo, this is the weirdest stuff I've ever seen. And the thing is, some people who are freaky, man, some people who are freaky, man, they were literally like, yo, I wish I was him. I'm like, bro, relax. You know what I'm saying? Relax, calm down, calm down. Inhale, exhale, stop that. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, everyone's entitled to do what they want to do. But the difference is, yeah, it was one of the weirdest things that came out. People started getting at her. I find it funny because her name's Eurista and it reminded me of Urethra. I don't know why that was so funny, but in my mind, I was being immature and it was silly. But she literally had to come out and say, Hey everyone, I want to speak to my performance at Rockville Metal Festival in Daytona. I've always pushed the limits in music and on the stage. That night, I pushed the limits too far. I love my family, the band and the fans more than anything I know that was some of the... Wait, let me read that again. That was under the kind of bandit. I messed it up. 
She said, I love my family, the band and the fans more than anything. And I know that some were hurt or offended by what I did. I apologize to them and want them to know that I didn't mean to hurt them. I'm not a shop artist. I always want to put the music first. I'm grateful for all your, all of your continued love and support. There you go. I can't read. I've had my cup of tea. Do you know what I mean? I'm just making sure I get it out perfectly clear and verbatim. So at first, when I watched this video, I thought she actually like just said, yo, let's go. And she just, you know, did what her thing was, but she didn't. Like there was, I didn't even realize there was a guy there the first time. I thought like she was on a stage and she just kind of said, yo, let's go like she was on some madness but she actually did ask it was consensual you know from the guy who clearly was all about that life and he was happy as well like if you could you can find it if you type in her name and stuff like that yeah you'll see it he was mad happy afterwards he was doing like baseball swings and stuff i'm like yo i don't want to be part of the splash show do you mind wiping your face down and then leaving me alone stay out of my radius social distancing four meters away from me now you know what's there like it's i it's all bad it's it's all it's all bad but yeah what is the maddest thing you've seen like i don't think i've seen anything of that craziness you know on in a stage ever like i feel like tory lane's crowd surfing has been the maddest thing i've seen i mean there was one time when i was at a show in, i think it's 2019 i was at a show shout out Mine, just dropped the tape as well and um he was there and then these guys tried to like he basically changed where he was he went from the stage he went up to some random spot yeah just some random random spot like up on the stage everyone had to kind of like do a step back and look up and i actually did that at the same time as i was speaking that was weird and uh yeah he, then these two guys started trying to lean on me and my mate and then my mate just pushed him away and it's like we could literally yeah like legit just step to one side and they'll drop and bang their heads on the floor and at that time i like, I ain't got no sympathy for you if you do that because we told you to get off and you're not getting off like do you know what I mean? So if, if this happened in if this happened 2021, I'm doing that. I'm not even gonna lie. Your head's banging on the floor, mate. That's not my problem. I already told you to get off me. So yeah, man. It's Sophia Eurista. She is doing a mad thing. It was yeah. I, I don't if I saw it, I don't know what I'd do. Like I, and the thing is, at least at least it was only on him and he was happy about it. The guy was happy about it. I don't know why. I hope and the thing is this is disgusting. I hope he didn't swallow any of it. But I don't know because that's a clean up in R2. But he was very happy about it. So I don't know. I don't know. Oh, yeah, it was mad. And she like she drank a lot of water as well. Like it was a lot. So, <laughs> yeah. I might just have to leave that one there still. You know what I mean? It was just, ugh. It was just a lot. It was just too much, man. It was just, yeah, man. Control your bladder, fam. You know what I was there? Wait till, the, wait till you finish your final song and then keep it moving. But she came out with an apology. She apologized. Thing is, this is the baddest part about it, yeah. What does she have to apologize for? It was consensual. She did what she did. She's at a show. Like, some people were like, listen, if I go to a Kanye show, I want to see a rant every time. I don't want to hear not see a rant. I feel like I'm shortchanged. She's going to have to up the levels at the next show. Now I'm like, bro, don't, she don't need to up the levels. She needs to relax, keep calm, sing your songs, keep it moving. But what do you have to apologize for? It's your show. Do what you want. Do whatever you want. Obviously, that comes within limits, as of course. But at the same time, if you ask, they, he obliged. You didn't, you know, reveal anything. Obviously, your, your your bum bum was out in front of this guy as you peed on him, which is still mad, but it was consensual. It was at a show. I mean, unless it's a show where it's, a, you know, for, I don't know the age limit of the show. If it was loads of, like, under, I think, I guess, 18 or 21s in America, in America maybe it's an under 18 thing still. Like, say if you've got, like, 12-year-olds in the in the crowd, that's a bit, that's when it's techie, isn't it? 
But if it's an adult show, 18 plus, you're there doing your thing. It's a music festival. Festivals are kind of different, isn't it? So I don't know what the age limit was for that festival. But if it's a thing, why are you apologizing for it? That is just my opinion. And uh, that is where we're gonna leave it there. I wanna say a massive thank you to everyone who looked in today. Of course, we had another like extended episode, which has gone on for quite long. I will shorten these episodes down a bit so we won't be going on for like almost 40 minutes because that is a long time still. I know that. Come on, guys. I know I'm talking a lot. I'm in a spirited mood, so had to be done. I wanted to talk about Adele and how she's done something revolutionary, but I can't even do that today. So we're going to have to leave that one for maybe next week unless something crazy happens. But again, thank you for listening to the podcast. Of course, remember, you can follow me on socials at Miles Mikulski. That is Twitter, Instagram. Follow the podcast. And uh, yeah, tune into my radio show every single Friday for my DJ set show, which is on Friday nights at Wizard Radio from 10 p.m. Or my Saturday show, which is every single 5 p.m. on wizardradio.co.uk, just in case you didn't know. Anyway, I'm going to leave you guys. I'll catch you guys next week. We have another interview dropping on the podcast on Wednesday. So make sure you check that one out. If it's not and you listen to this on a random Tuesday, the next episode on the podcast is going to be with Deneo. So yeah, have fun. And I'll catch you guys in a bit. Peace. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.